Hello, hello, it's Arlen. I'm doing something a little different today. It's July 4th, so I have a little bit of spare time for the first time in a long time. Um, just recording this on my phone, nothing fancy, no script, no notes. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. But what I wanted to do is I noticed a lot of people have been just discovering my podcast, the one you're listening to right now. And I wanted to give a little bit of context about me, my life, what I do, um, where I think you should go next with the podcast, etc. And just take a few minutes to do that to make it easier. Maybe a FAQ sort of style, but me making up the questions, basically. All right. So what I'm doing right now is I'm on my phone, like I said, and I am just going to go through, going to make sure I can see all of the episodes so I can reference. First thing I'll say is that my name is Arlen. I don't know how you found me or or, um, or how you got here, but I appreciate you and I, and I welcome you. If you are a longtime listener and you know what's up, um, this might be helpful too, just to... Um, just to sort of figure out what episodes might be interesting to listen to or answer a question you didn't already know. I'm Arlen. I'm 39 as of July 4th, 2020. I'll be 40 in October. I live in Los Angeles with my wife, Anna. We've known each other for almost six years, been married almost one year, and I, for a living, I invest money into startup companies. That's one of the main things I do. So it's the it's like the main thing that I do is invest money. Um, historically, has been twenty five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars, and actually that's changing, like as we speak. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But starting like two thousand eleven. Um, I had a completely different life, a completely different job. I had always struggled with money, always struggled with keeping my head above water, but always had these big, big uh, ideas and what, what you call moonshot ideas, shooting for the moon, right? None of them really worked out, but I was always learning and growing and um, dreaming. I never stopped dreaming. That was the most important part. So about 2010 or 11, when I, after I turned 30, I started noticing, uh, I don't know if you can hear the ambulance and fire trucks behind me, but I live in Hollywood, so this is what goes on. Um, I started noticing that there were people who were making investments in Silicon Valley, and I, so I tried to figure out what Silicon Valley was, and then once I understood what Silicon Valley was and startup culture and all of that, I said, wow. I've had multiple things that I've tried, including a print magazine, and I used to sell t-shirts, and I used to have a matchmaking site, and a big blog, and all of these things. Why don't I start a company? And so while researching to start the company, I came across multiple ways of raising money or earning money, and one of them was venture capital, a main way, places like Twitter, or even Anchor, where I'm recording this. Uh, and, and, and sending it out, um, Gimlet and Airbnb and Facebook and all of those, Instagram, they're all 
venture capital-backed companies. So some of the money that went, or the majority of the money that went into making them um, over time was put in by venture capitalists. So I said, well, let me learn about that. Did some more research and discovered in 2011 or so, wow, okay. It says here, 90% of all venture capital goes to straight white men. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> so uh, many of you would have already heard this story, so I'm not going to tell the rest. I mean, you know, tell a bunch of it. I, 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 this is really to catch you up. Uh, I want you to listen to the rest of this. So um, the short version is that I took that information, and instead of starting a company like I had planned on, I started a, um, a venture capital fund called Backstage Capital. And I had no money. I had really, really, like, I just think about it all the time. I flash back to it all the time. Every day I have a flashback to something. And I'm like, wow, we we really had no money. Like, we really did this and that. Like, you know, we take the coins that we had that we collected. We take them and put them in the coin star. And we get, like, $8 or $12 or $16. And it would be, like, really exciting because we were like, oh, good, okay we can eat today. You know, it was that, you know, it was really like that. So um, it's just interesting. Now I I will order food with the push of a button. And and every single time I do, I'll think about that. Anyway, fast forward to today. And there's a whole bunch in between. I've invested in more than 130 companies. I have a I have a fund, I have another company called Backstage Studio. So the fund is Backstage Capital. We have Backstage Studio. Um, it's gone through all these iterations. And here's what I want you to do. If you are listening to this point and you have not picked up my new book that came out in May of 2020 called It's About Damn Time, I want you to go and grab it, okay? So you can go um, get the hard copy. You can get all this online, hard copy sent to you within a matter of days. You can get the ebook if you have a Kindle or other. Or you can get the audio, which I read, and you can get that immediately and uh, and and learn about the story. It's like f- six hours, I think. And I know some people put it at one and a half or two X. So you can you can be done four hours um, reasonably over the weekend or whenever you have some sort of drive to take. Because that tells the story from all the stuff I just skipped. Because we usually people hear that much and they're like, how? Why? Where? <laughs> what? And that will explain it. So that's where I am today. I'm living in Los Angeles. I am still investing. I invest every chance I get. It was very, very difficult to raise the first few million dollars. I still can't believe I've raised millions of dollars. I still can't believe I've generated millions in revenue. I can't believe I have 130 plus companies in my portfolio. I can't believe more than 40 people have come to work at Backstage at any given time and over the years, and, and we have a very, very small team now. But I, I can't believe it most days. Uh, the book helped me believe it <laughs> by, by reading it and seeing it so many times. So that's where we are. I want you to check that out. And let me tell you a little bit about the book, too. The book uh, is on Penguin Random House. It's on their business imprint called Currency. That was really important to me that I was on the cover and it was important to me that I was on a business imprint, both about representation. So when I think about representation, I think about it in all aspects of of life for me. I I try to make sure that I'm 
being holistic in that view and, and strategic, you'll notice um, through the book and through just me talking and getting to know the podcast that I'm very strategic and I'm very, um, I try to be two or three steps ahead of what you see online or what you read about. Sometimes it's frustrating because I know what's going to happen next, but most people don't. And sometimes I'll be, you know, judged on what happened in the past or what's happening right now and not really on what the the payoff will be. And it's frustrating, but I, I, I tend to just keep going. I tend to not dwell on that too much because it's not really, like they say, it's not what you think of me is none of my business, right? <laughs> Someone else's opinion of me is none of my business. I try to hold on to that. I also uh, enjoy like a good laugh. I, I think I have a pretty good sense of humor and I like to to use it every once in a while, either on the podcast or writing or doing different projects. I'm working on a couple of um, pretty pretty large, um, they, they involve some very professional and very well-known people, media projects, and I'll tell you about that more in the coming months. You know, some of it was derailed by COVID, but they're all on track, and you'll start to see some of that roll out. So the book itself um, has sold thousands of copies since May in the last two months, and every single day of my life, I have somebody, have multiple people reaching out to to say how it's affected them, and 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 hopefully um, inspired them and motivated them, and then given them some some actual actionable tools to do the thing that you do. That's the most important part. This podcast, Your First Million, has been around for a little over a year as of right now, as of taping this. Because again, I don't know when you're going to hear this. That's the beauty of it. I love the fact that at any given minute of any given day, someone is listening to an episode of Your First Million. That is pretty cool. Somewhere, somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the world, I mean. Uh, started this because I used to have another podcast called The Bootstrapped VC, The Bootstrapped Venture Capitalist. I had that for like two years and it came out directly from Backstage Capital. You can still find all the episodes there. Some of them are dated, of course, but they were really well done. Um, I didn't produce those. And they were really, I mean, I didn't um, produce them as far as putting them together. I was the executive producer, which I am on most projects that I'm on. Again, very important to kind of follow what I do, not only what I say. It's about ownership, equity, um, representation, impact, etc. Started it because I wanted to just learn from people. I wanted to learn. I'm a very curious person. And I wanted to learn from as many people as I could. So podcasting is a wonderful way of doing that. You, Anyone who reaches out, you know, or is thinking, hey, I would love to have you as a mentor. I'd love to have any mentor. You know, a cool hack to getting a mentor, start a podcast. Because what you can do is you can interview people. You might ask 10 people to be on your podcast and one says yes, but that's cool. Those are pretty pretty good odds. That's better. That's 10%. That's better than 1% that I'm used to and different things, right? So you ask questions on the podcast. You may get an extra question offline. Uh, it's a really good way of doing it. So we are, what, 45 episodes, like interview true episodes in, probably just as many bonus episodes, if not more. I haven't looked at the real numbers here. But the very last episode was an interview with one of the ladies that I have 
invested in. I invested in Antonia Van Court, her company called Goal Setter. And I will use uh, I and we interchangeably because um, behind the scenes, a lot of the companies that that I've invested in, I've invested in alone. Many of them I've invested in with Backstage. Most of them were my selection. About 25% were not my selection. That's probably accurate. Were the selection of our team or uh, any partners at Backstage. And so I just kind of, you know, go back and forth. I also have a a quick side note. I have a a side fund with Mark Cuban um, where I manage a few million dollars of his capital. And that story is pretty cool, too. You can learn more about that particular story. Um, I'll, I'll get him on the podcast soon. I have a uh, a chat with him on this very podcast. So you can go find that just a few, like maybe April, March or April, where we have a full on chat that is public and then just recorded here. But I'm going to get him on the podcast for real, for real, and tell, tell the whole story. But right now, that story is available on my course. I have an online course called How to Raise Capital from Scratch. You go to Arlen Was Here. Is it? Is it? dot teachable dot com yeah <laughs> had to think for a second Arlen was here dot teachable dot com and uh, use uh, use the code Arlen three sixty and then get a discount but that's within that but of course the story is also available for free by doing some research so um uh interviewed Tanya. Van Court, really cool episode that we just posted like a day and a half ago. And I say we, I mean my wife and I. So my wife is the producer now for this podcast. She does all the editing and puts the episodes together. If if they're not like this one, like this one, I'm just going to upload. This is me just talking into my phone. I'm going to upload it. But if there's any editing that needs to be done or any extra stuff, that's that's all her. So anything that has a number in front of it pretty much. Like if number 45 is Tanya Van Court, number 44 is Swati, anything that has a number in front of it, um, Anna most likely produced uh, starting at a certain date. And we just put that up. One before that is Paige Craig. And Paige Craig is uh, an investor himself. He used to have a syndicate. I think he may still have the syndicate, but it's not very active, perhaps. So... You'll notice, like I said, if you're just getting here, you might notice that there's like all these recent episodes about my syndicate, investing syndicate, what's that? And then a few back, you might notice there's a few episodes in a row about COVID-19 and entrepreneurship and the age of COVID. And so I kind of try to stay on, this is your first million. I try to have the, the ones that have a number in front of them be about that, but I use this podcast to also just talk to you all, and um, I'll probably continue to do that instead of starting a new podcast and have it be all, you know, all over the place. Just keep it in one spot. Uh, let's see. Oh, I also, from time to time, will take on, a, uh, take on a, an advertiser or a sponsor who will partner with me to keep the podcast reasonably priced. Um... I've said this before, and it's a little bit of a mic drop, but I just, you know, I want you to know how much is, how important it is to me for this to be independent and, like, autonomous. 
and I can say what I need to say to you when I need to say it, um, was offered quite a bit of money to start this podcast somewhere else and turned it down after a while because I thought, man, I mean, there's nothing against the company. The company was pretty awesome, actually. Uh, and it would have probably been a lot of fun, but it would have been under some certain parameters that don't necessarily uh, match with just being able to pick up the phone right now and just start talking to you because I felt inspired to do so, you know? Uh, so great people like um, Digital Ocean. The first 10 episodes or so, 10, 12 episodes, you'll notice that Digital Ocean is the sponsor. Go back and check that out. That's I think that still exists, that website, um, that they put up for me, the URL. And then right now it's purple.com because I love purple. So I love I have all of my shoes are purple. I love the color purple. I love the movie. Everybody loves purple. How could you not? It's part of my brand. And so I'm, I partnered with purple.com who does uh, bedding and, and cushions and seat coverings and all sorts of things and masks. And just they're all about comfort. They're all about comfort. And as someone who has a bad back and someone who has... Uh, issues with with pain a lot um comfort is is just like super aligned and the and the top, the name of their company is super aligned so um i i have a, a website at purple.com slash arlen a-r-l-a-n you can check that out um yeah so let me give you a couple of or a few little options like check this out so may 27th episode 42 i interviewed t-boss from TLC, like the real T-Boss. I just interviewed her. <laughs> My brother, Al- Alfred, he, he goes by Rook. He lives in Dallas. He's a producer and a rapper there. And he just hit me up one day and he's like, I got T-Boss for you if you if you want to interview her. I was like, yeah, I don't even need uh, an explanation. Of course I want T-Boss to, to, to talk to T-Boss. And so we ended up doing that um, and, it, and we, we, we uh, uploaded the, the live version on May 27th, um, there's a part in there, like towards the end, where we're talking about one of her songs, one of TLC's songs, uh, the one that had Andre 3000 on it, where I break news to her. Uh, and this, this the album's been out for like more than 20 years, I think. And I broke some news to her about that song. It was just a really interesting um event it was like a really interesting moment I was like wow telling T-Boz something about her song that she didn't know so check that out and she just has I mean she's just so real and raw and like you just kind of find yourself like mm-hmm yep 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 um I think they um Let's see, I'm going to go through. I mean, I, I've interviewed so many people. I'm not going to talk about all of them. But they're, just know this. Like, I get uh, a lot of inbound requests to be on the podcast. Just because, you know, there's it's high quality and people want to be on it and talk about their lives. And I I don't say yes to... I probably, I probably have only said yes to, like, a cold inbound, like, once or twice. Although I will, ex- like, accept it. I will take it and read it. Because I'm seeking out people and I'm being um, very intentional and I don't, I want every single episode to be meaningful and to have purpose. And I hope this episode does too. And if you're listening this far, then that proves that it does. I interviewed Sophia Bush. She, we, this is so cool. Like she, she gave me like two and a half, 
three hours of her time one morning back in May or April. No, it was in April before my book came out. Um, and we were like, I asked her if she would interview for my podcast and she asked if I would interview for hers. And like, we just did them back to back and they were both pretty intense and intensive. And so, um, she got an hour, hour or so for me, I got an hour or so from her ultimately, but it was, it was pretty cool. And, um, Sophia from One Tree Hill and Chicago PD, I believe is the name of it. Um, and others and movies, she has pretty interesting thing to talk things to talk about. I I, I, I learned a ton, so uh, go check that out. Um, Chloe Lanier from General Hospital. That's something I forgot to tell you. I love General Hospital, and I mean it like with all my heart. There's nothing ironic about it. I just love General Hospital so 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 much. Like I get a physical feeling of like joy and sparklies in my heart <laughs> when I say the name. And Chloe plays one of my favorite characters on there she plays Nell on General Hospital and I did an interview with her where we talked about her love for Lady Gaga and much more so that's episode 35 March 26th it came out that's a really fun one really fun I love that one did a lot of COVID episodes that you can go through I interviewed a woman named Nashley Cephas who is a um she's an engineer and she is a millionaire. She's a black woman from Jackson, Mississippi, where I was born, who is a millionaire. And episode 34, March 8th, will tell you exactly why she's a millionaire. Uh, my friend, my homie, Janine, episode 32, February 19th. She's a musician I used to be a tour manager for. Um, we got to talk and it was like, it was so, it was so easy for us to talk because it always is, but... I'm so happy to, like, really dig in there. Um, you know, Jamila Jamil the, kicked off the year, and Ellen Pompeo sort of ended the year last season, or season one, and Jamila kicked off second season. So Ellen Pompeo, Gray from Gray's Anatomy, and Jamila Jamil, who's on um, The Good Place, those are back-to-back, and I just I still f- can't figure out how they happened. I went to Ellen's house, Ellen Pompeo's house, to record hers. Jamila came over to mine to record hers, and I'm still not sure it really happened. So I listened to those episodes just to make sure it's all real. So I'm not going to keep going, but those are just a few we can talk about. Um, There's so, so many. If you are an entrepreneur, there are so, so many of these episodes, these numbered episodes to really help be helpful. And, um, man, just looking through them just brings back so many, so many amazing memories. I'll also say that very first episode, Dr. Pamela Jolly, she said, Black people arrived in America on the balance sheet. We are wealth. Mm, mm, mm. She had me just, I mean, this episode is just me fainting. <laughs> it's just a, just back-to-back fainting. Boop, boop, boop. You have to, if you don't listen to anything I just said, you have to go listen to that first episode. Black, white, Asian, Latinx, um, Native American, uh, Arab, uh, doesn't matter. You're going to get something out of this episode, man. You're going to get something out of this episode. It's so crazy. I love it. I love it. love it. I have to have everybody back. Okay. That's, that's really what I wanted to talk about. Um, let me, let me just go back and close everything out talking about 
the syndicate. Okay? So the syndicate is... So what is it? So it's July 4th right now. 12, 11 days ago. 11 days ago, we kicked off our very first syndicate deal. Where we are investing in a company. And instead of us just behind the scenes writing a check or sending a wire... We are now opening up this particular investment to anyone who falls into a category called accredited investor. And I'm doing air quotes and there's nobody here, but accredited investor. Uh, In the United States, an accredited investor is someone who makes $200,000 a year or who makes $300,000 a year with their spouse, gross income, or who has a million dollars or more in assets, not including their main home. And they can prove all of that. That makes you an accredited investor. Um, so we started the syndicate as an as a way of not having to always sort of lean on co-investors at these big funds. Like we'll we'll put fifty k into a deal, and that's great. But if they're raising five hundred or a million, it's like we got to go around town with them and, and with these companies and, and kind of knock on doors and that's part of the job yes but there is some bias that that really makes that more difficult and so the idea here is like what if we could just hand them hand them over a larger check so they can just get to the business of their company and not have to worry about am I going to raise money from this other fund because I'm black you know and in some cases our capital is just a little part of their their whole deal like there's just a little part of they have other funders in, they have other investors in, it's all good. And we just want to make sure that we're in the deal at a significant amount. There's there's a few reasons we would do this. But our desire to be um, in the round with more capital, whether it's just to help the company make sure they have the capital, or it's an opportunistic play, or it's both, regardless of that, it's that desire is your win. Because if you're an accredited investor, you can now invest alongside us. So 11 days ago, we put up our first accredited investor deal. We have now surpassed $300,000. The the original goal was $400,000. We've now surpassed, in less than 10 days, we surpassed $300,000. Which means if we stopped today, we could hand over three hundred dollars to that company, which is... Three times the the largest check we've ever written in the last five years, and we still and it's ten times what we normally are able to do, because that that one hundred k was was tough. You know, we did that last year twenty four times. Anyway, point is that's amazing. Things have changed really quickly. We're, the deal is still open. Um, one out of every two people who looks at the deal commit to it. Because it is so, so, so high quality. Any investment you make can go to zero in venture. So you only invest what you feel like you can uh, afford to lose. Um, and the minimum is $1,000. So you, you, know, you, you can make that decision. There's a lot, a lot of information in the deal room to help you make that decision. Tons of information. A video, one-hour video, plenty of documents, deal memo. A letter from me, frequently asked questions, everything you could think of. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, this is not edited, so you're going to hear that. So 
someone wrote to me yesterday, and I'm not just making it up. Somebody literally wrote to me yesterday and said that and thanked thanked us for the deal room because they said of any syndicate they've been part of, because you can be on AngelList or other places you can have be on a syndicate. They said of any syndicate they've been a part of, ours was the most detailed uh, for the deal, and they really appreciated that. So um, if you want to be part of that and you still want to get in, you go to Backstage Crowd, backstagecrowd.com. You say that you're an accredited investor. If you are, if you're, you have to be able to prove that you are, so please uh, note that. <laughs> you don't want to be in a, a situation where you've said that and then you have to prove it and you can't. And when you, when you uh, get accepted, you'll receive an email from us with information about the deal. Um, let's see. So, so you'll do that. If you are not accredited, you're like listening to all of that. You're like, that's great, but I ain't rich. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, um, I'm, I'm not rich either. I get it. And uh, up until just a couple of years ago, I would have not been accredited. I am accredited now. Uh, my mother, my brother, neither of them are accredited yet. And so I just took my mother and my brother just last week through a process of signing up to a deal on our non-accredited track. Right now, our non-accredited track includes deals from Fleeting on Republic.co and we uh, 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 Needle, N-E-D-L, on WeFunder.com. These are both companies in our portfolio who are raising on a public site for crowd equity and if you are you can sign up as non-accredited and you'll get instant access to those deals and we'll share share with you those deals that are happening fleeting coincidentally just uh became the first black man to raise one million seventy thousand uh in this type of um funding and that that just happened like Thursday or Friday. So you can no longer invest there, but you can invest in Needle. You can stick around for the next uh companies that we're gonna show. We're gonna keep it there's always gonna be a company that we're that we're showcasing. So um especially when it comes to accredited there'll always be a company that we're showcasing. So sign up, learn more there is in fact there are in fact four or five different episodes recently in the last all in June of this podcast that tell you more information there is an FAQ uh podcast that i think is let's see looks like it's uh well i think June 12th that's an episode that has a bunch of answers June 20th, one solid hour of strategy for backstage crowd syndicate members. Then there's June 21st, which is an interview with Fleeting's CEO, the one I just talked about, June 21st, right before that happened. It was at probably like 750K when we talked just a few days ago. Sent a few hundred people his way. Uh, and he was just killing it already. He was already at, he was already at a fourth, uh, three-fourths of his goal, so he was just killing it, right? And then just recently, before Tanya's episode, Paige Craig, he's a syndicate investor who's very, very um, prolific and very successful. 
and we went through about 40 minutes or so of really tactful, uh, tactful, uh, tactical, I don't know, neither of us are very tactful, but tactical information. I also want to say what's up to Jason Calacanis for all of his help. Um, he is again, he is another prolific syndicate lead who is also very successful. I think he has seven or eight unicorns and, and many of them are from his syndicate unicorns being companies that are worth a billion or more. And he was been, he's been very gracious with his time and with his connections and um, insights. And I want to thank him as well. Okay. <laughs> that's, I think that's it. I just wanted to catch you all up. If you are just starting, because I know so many people just get here and like, where do I start? Where do I start? It's too much. The menu's too too big. <laughs> where do I start? I know this looks great, but where do I start? So hopefully I gave you some insight. Hopefully I didn't make it even more difficult to choose. But I would definitely check out Syndicate Information for sure. I'd check out T-Boz. Uh, i check out that episode one so you can understand where I'm coming from, what I'm trying to do here. And... Uh, I'll I'll be here as long as y'all listening, and I appreciate you all. We're going to do one more thing that we do very uh, infrequently, but it's always fun. I'm going to give you a code word. The code word is so that if you've made it this far, if you've listened this far, only you would know the code word, right? So you just say this to me just with no other reference in a tweet or in a, in a uh, on Instagram or something like that, just to let me know you you heard this. So let me see. I always look around the room and choose. I know exactly what I'm going to say. Cocoa butter. (laughs) Yes, I am in my bedroom. And cocoa butter most definitely is the uh, the, uh, code word. Cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Okay. So enjoy. I'll see you at backstagecrowd.com. I'll see you on the interwebs. I'll see you holding that book or listening to that book. It's about damn time. If you don't find it right away by Googling it, you should be able to. But if you don't, just go to itsaboutdamntime.com. If you missed anything that I said here, just go to itsaboutdamntime.com and you can most uh, most certainly find your way back. All right. Everybody enjoy your weekend or your week or 2022, whatever it is. <laughs> Whenever it is that you're listening to this, thank you.